0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by co-host Brianna, and we are joined by Miss Verse Vixen. So how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing well. Doing well. So thank you for joining. Um, You know, we're just going to go ahead and get right into the questions. As I said before, try not to give you too much of a generic question, Well, maybe this may be generic. Who knows? Um, but it won't be the how did you get into wrestling for the 15 million times. Um, I was interested in your name, Vert Mixon, um, and I was curious uh, to know kind of like the backstory of your name, because it actually is fairly interesting, um, and I, I like hearing people's backstory on why they choose to be called what they get called in the ring.
2: Well, it's actually like, it's funny, it's, um, it's not a typical wrestling name, right? Like I almost, yeah. and I almost didn't go with it. But mm-hmm. um, back in the day, I actually was a 3D artist for video games. And so when you put yourself online, you kind of want to have like a moniker that goes with your name, right? And I just mm-hmm. didn't want to use my name, I wanted like a username or a moniker to go with it. Um, and so Came up with the idea of vert, as in a vertice, which is a part of a 3D model. A 3D model is composed of vertices, edges, faces, or polygons. Um, and so it was like, okay, well, a vert is part of a 3D model. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what's an alliteration for vert? Okay, well, vert vixen. After like figuring some things out, because alliterations just sound cool. Vv vert vixen. It just kind of works. Um, so I started with. I had my name for my 3D modeling and then I took that name when I started doing cosplay and I kept it mm. and then I built up a whole following doing cosplay and hosting and all this kind of stuff using the name Vert Vixen um so when I got into wrestling I originally wanted to change my name and go with something um either dedicated to my dad like Mickey Logan or go with like Alicia Lynn which is my first and middle name you know try to figure something out like that but my boyfriend was like you gotta just use Vert Vixen he's like you built up this whole thing with your name, people know you by Bert Vixen, so you just need to go with it, and it's different and unique, and, you know, I'm really glad that I kept it, because I think that it's, once again, it's different, you know, it, it makes you stand out in a different way,
1: so. right, makes you stand out, given, you know, your background in, in gaming, and, uh, you know, your previous profession, so it's pretty cool, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's also it's easy to remember, too, versus, you know, something a little bit more complicated or something. So Vert Vixen, right. I like it. It sounds it sound really cool, too, you know. Um, and, you you know, like you said, like it came from you already built up a name through your cosplay and all. And I'm not really the, my first question for you, but I do want to know, like, what got you into cosplay?
2: Oh, man. Uh, uh, uh. I I wanted, I got invited to uh, BlizzCon one year, and I really wanted to wear a costume to BlizzCon. So my friend was, my friend who had been doing cosplay, I said, hey, I don't know what this cosplay thing is, but I kind of want to wear a costume. I'm not sure what to do. And so she helped me um, make, uh, I don't know if you guys know World of Warcraft. Uh, She helped me make a succubus pet costume, like a warlock (laughs) pet succubus. Um, so, So she helped me make that for BlizzCon, and I wore it that year, and I was like, why is everybody taking pictures of me what is this what is going on why are like why do you walk around in costume and you're like the center of attention and it it was so it's such a fun different experience and i was like man i kind of want to do this more and so for halloween that year i made codex from the guild because felicia day is like my spirit animal Mm -hmm. and um i had so much fun building codex and it was like okay well what can i do now and i just found that i would come home from my um my shoot job my shoot job doing 3D modeling and I would do research on how to make costumes and I just found that I was up till three AM working on costumes every night and it was like this is it was one of those things that I kind of just fell into and I fell in love with and I was obsessed with building and I would stay up for days and days on end just building costumes and making armor and it was something that I had to just I had to do until I burnt myself out. (laughs) You know the time it was amazing.
1: Yeah, like cosplay is really fun. Last, or what was it, two years ago, I went to NC Comic Con, and it's kind of like the same thing just here in North Carolina. And Mm -hmm. uh, I went as Connor from Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, nice. Um, Nice. Which was pretty fun. But that's, but, you know, it was the first time I was doing it, and I had that same reaction. I was like, people wanted to take pictures. It was just like, it's a little jarring because it all – you're not used to people like coming up to you and just taking a picture of you normally um and like you I went home and I was like looking at all the different things that people were doing to make a costume and it's like people can make things out of anything it was it's it's very interesting what people can do with just normal everyday objects that you don't even think about making armors making wings making you know boots and uh you know what people do with makeup it's it's it's, downing. I love that community. So it's it's really cool that you got into that, um, and then also got into wrestling. So what was kind of like? And I'm and I'm sure people have asked you this, but what was kind of the point where those two met and was like, well I can also go do wrestling too. Was it able? Were you like able to kind of marry the two a bit, like go in the ring and be in in character?
2: Uh, It's funny because when I I first started wrestling this when everyone was like, why don't you just do like a cosplay gimmick where you're like a different character every time you get in the ring. And at first I was like, that'd be really cool and I should do that. And then I realized how much work that would actually take and how much money that would actually cost (laughs) to have like different gear. And, you know, and and also too, like a different moveset or different persona because people are like, well, you could go in the ring as M. Bison and you could have a totally different moveset as when you would go in the ring as like Arthas from, you know, World of Warcraft. And I'm like, I so much <laughs> like wrestling oh, yeah. is already hard yeah wrestling is already crazy um they haven't like they haven't really fully met yet except for in the sense of um a lot of the stuff i've done in front of a camera for cosplay is really translated over for wrestling um, with promos and actually being into character posing for modeling that kind of stuff
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: my next gear set is actually going to be basically a cosplay so I am going to start integrating that in a little bit more because Vert Vixen thinks she's a game character like I it's, you know she thinks that she's a video game character and so I want to start kind of portraying that a little bit more in the ring not necessarily having like a different gear set for like every time I go out there or even just trying to cosplay every time I go out there but having the different sides of Vert Vixen and having the different game characters that have influenced her in the ring. So they are starting to meet and meld, but uh, in the beginning, they just didn't at all. It was too separate. It was just, it's wrestling and cosplay and I burnt myself out so much on cosplay. I still to this day, I burnt myself out after doing theory from Darksiders, which was the end of 2018. And still to this day, I have not really done any cosplay because I just, I, I don't like I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. That I I brightened the flame as bright as I could and then it just like extinguished. And right now it's this tiny little flame and I'm trying to get it back. My creative like, you know, that side, but it's just I I destroyed myself on that. So I haven't really Burned done gossiping too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it re- it is. It really is.
0: It's crazy how like a lot of people don't really know how much time and effort goes into the cosplay like you know if you if you're not educated you know on it you think oh you're just throwing on a costume or something like that no it's more than that a lot of cosplayers actually like create their costumes they don't just go to um what's that halloween store um
1: Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Spirit halloween. buy a costume and
0: put it on but yeah there's a lot that goes into it and it's also like it's cool that you can kind of turn it into a job like there's a lot of cosplayers who have like Patreons and they do like eight by tens. Like on my wall, I have um, two eight by tens by this one cosplayer. I bought years ago, but it's like she's cosplaying as Lollipop Chainsaw and Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can make a Is lot it of Justin money. Yigri? What was that?
2: Is it Jessica
1: Negri?
0: Yes, the blonde. Hair. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but yes. Um, and then they can you know translate it to streaming and then get you know money and stuff like that from there. So it's actually really cool. I mean, it's something that it ain't for me because I'm not really creative enough, but I think it's awesome and how, um, just how big and popular it can get. Like Brianna said, just like, if you have the right costume that really stands out, you get random people coming up to you. Let me take a picture, you know, and it can really build something. Like, um, I used to go to, um, horror conventions a lot and there was this guy, he dressed up as kind of like a demon like demonic like priest and I saw him there he was getting you know people taking pictures and all then I looked on social media this guy is actually pretty popular you know and stuff within those kind of conventions and all so I think it's it's really cool just like how popular and just how like dedicated people get to this and you know I, I like it but like I said it's just it's just not for me I'm not like I don't like the attention at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. when I go to like a convention and I just want to do my thing and get out, but you know, that's just me.
2: I mean, it's not for everybody. It's it's definitely not for everybody, but um, it's definitely something that if anybody's ever wanted to try, I always recommend do it because it's a very different and very fun experience. Um, and it's, it's interesting, you talk about people making a living. I was making a living doing cosplay. I made a living off of it for like three years. Um, companies would hire me to make costumes, I streamed, I would sell eight by 10s, I would actually, I would win contests, which would help pay for my rent. You know? <laughs> it, was, it was that kind of stuff. But it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was my job for a little bit. So it's possible, everybody, you can do it if you really want to, but burnout is real
1: it is that's cool, that so, is like, in, terms cool. Of, in terms of um your experience with like gaming and such because you had done um you know um art what has been kind of your go-to game in terms of like the favorites you like to play yeah any least favorites
2: um well so the go-to game for me has always been darksiders uh, I love it so much that I have it. Y'all can see it. It's in a weird place. I have a tattooed on my arm, the Four Horsemen logo. Um, it's one of those games that, like, in fact, it's the reason why I currently work at Gunfire Games, which is my shoot job. Um, uh, but uh, I fell in love with the series. And I've literally played, I've probably played the first and second one way more than anybody should because it's one of those games where it's just like a hack and slash adventure game, you know? <laughs> um, right. But uh, it's definitely been one of those, like, go to games in the sense of like if I just need to like feel awesome and just kind of relax and have a good time, it's a it's a go to game for me because it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I love <laughs> the lore and I love the story and I love all of it. Um and now I have the honor of working for the company that made three and it's just like a really cool I don't know. I, it's an old game. I love Darksiders. It's old but I freaking love it. And um yeah, it's, it's the first one came out what like 2003
0: I think is oh wow 17 years ago
2: I, it's been a while it's, er- yes. it's yeah I don't remember off the top of my head but I know the first one's pretty old and um Dark 2 came out like a couple of years after that and then three we just released at end of 2018 I think it was like October or November and my brain is so the but the first two there was a big span between the first two and the third one because the first two were technically made by Vigil Games mm. um, and when, Th- when the original THQ went under Vigil kind of went with it and then um, the guys here at Gunfire they went from being at Vigil they had a couple other small companies in between that and then some of them here forged Gunfire Games and Gunfire. Um, made smaller games like Dead and Buried and Chronos VR, which, by the way, the real Chronos non-VR is coming out in December, um, which is the prequel, The Remnant from the Ashes, which is our latest game. <laughs> but, uh, it's a lot of information, and uh, but anyway, so they finally were able to bring back Darksiders with Darksiders 3, but that <laughs> didn't happen until 2018. So, long span. I'm ashamed ah, to say. <laughs>
0: Also, well, I'm ashamed to say I've never played any Darksiders games ever. Like, I've heard of the name, but I've never actually, like, really looked into it. Is it kind of like a, you know, um, kind of like Fallout, where it's like a kind of like, a, what is it called, like a role-playing or something like that game?
2: It's not really. It's more like, um, like, the first one is more like Zelda meets, um, I mean, it's, it's a hack and slash. It's, it's a dark hack and slash game. It's basically a dark Zelda is the mm-hmm. best way, like green of Time, is the best way for me to describe it. It's got some puzzles, it's got some, you know, There's not really quests, there's a, a, a storyline that you follow, it's not open world. Um,
0: open world is what I was looking for.
2: Yeah, it's not. Darksiders <laughs> is, is similar to Darksiders 1, but it has some more role-playing elements in it, and by role-playing, let me rephrase that, by role-playing I mean like um, you have more, there's gonna be more gear drops, and you can modify your gear and stuff more, but there's not really it's, it's kind of like an RPG in that but it's not really a role-playing game and then dark side of three is a little bit more like dark souls ish where it's more difficult it's not as hack and slash it's still hack and slash but you have to be more precise with your hits and everything is a little bit more difficult so it's each game on its own is like an evolution of the other one it's interesting they're fun i recommend them but you know
0: I'm going to look into that because, you know, um, I always look to get into something new when it comes to gaming. I typically, I've been playing a lot of remaster games lately, and it, it, you know, I love the whole nostalgia feel. Um, right now, I'm playing the Mafia remaster, but I do need that to try movie. to get into something a little bit newer. Um, the one question I have for you with gaming is what, this is kind of like a nostalgia question, like what got you into gaming as a kid, and then kind of what were your, some of your favorite games and consoles growing up?
2: Um, Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time got me into gaming my my brothers got an N64 and you know uh, they got Ocarina of Time and I would slip my way in there and play it on occasion and that went from me playing it on occasion cause they had and other games too right but uh, not Um uh, it went from me playing it on occasion to me, like, basically taking the console and putting it in my room and playing, <laughs> <laughs> like, playing all the time. And I was so obsessed with Orcarina that I had to get all the milk bottles, all the Golden Skiltulas. I had to get everything. So I probably played that game from start to finish at least, like, five times. You're a kid, right? Like, I, I didn't know what other games I could get. I just had that. <laughs> I was like, let me replay this over and over until Majora's Mask came out. Um, but... Uh, my favorite consoles growing up, I mean, the N64 is like a classic, right? You've got right. all like I said, the Zelda series, and then, like, we would have Mario Party parties where we would just come over and, you know, play Mario Party until your hands freaking, like, bruised off or calloused off. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, So uh, freaking, like. Uh,
1: like... Kid arthritis. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Kid arthritis, exactly, exactly. Um, and then the PS2 would be my second one because... Uh, that had Kingdom Hearts on it, which I played excessively. One and two. Um, I'm trying to think what other games. Uh, Devil May Cry. Like I, it was. Uh, the PlayStation Two would be my next favorite, and it sucks because I never got a handheld console as a kid. My first handheld console for me was a DS, so like I never had the ability to play any of the Pokemon games or any of that Aww. kind of stuff on Game Boy, because like my mom, I was like pulling teeth. To get her to get me anything and I think like one year she got me an xbox and that was like the best thing ever
1: <laughs> like, like
2: Halo <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly and then Halo 2 and it went online and I was like guitar my was my online name was like guitar chick 73 so I got to deal with all of the <laughs> trolls who were like you're a girl you can't it's play it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. exactly
1: yeah I used to love the ps2 I think that was kind of my I would probably put that as my first only because I was like super into Kingdom Hearts too to the point where um like I remember I I was dating a guy at the time who had one and like I literally would invite him over just so I could play. (laughs) (laughs) You had your priorities set. (laughs) I was like yeah it's good to see you. you bring it I want to play it and then just like sit there and play it like, yeah. I, was, I was the opposite of that stereotype of, like, oh, my he's sitting there playing games. I was like, yeah, I'm the girlfriend that's here playing games while you're watching me. That <laughs> was like... Hell yeah. I'm I embarrassed like- by that, but, like... <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Why would you be embarrassed <laughs> do that? Own that shit.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like, the, like, the PlayStation 2 is, like, the most um, popular system ever. I believe it's the most sold system ever. Oh, wow,
2: really?
0: Um, yeah, I do believe that. Um, it was my favorite system of all time. I actually still have it. Like, you know, you mentioned Devil May Cry. I love the crap out of Devil May Cry. Um, I didn't get it at first. I remember seeing it in, a, like, a Game Informer magazine. I was like, this looks really dope. And then for whatever reason, I didn't get them until, like, the end of the PS2 lifespan. But that was, you know, one of my favorite trilogies. Um, Of course, you know, the GTA games, um, Red Faction, Max Payne, um... Resident Evil 4 is the wars. one I played the most. I, I remember when it first came out, it came out exclusively for the GameCube, and I was so mad because I did not have a GameCube. But I, I, I like several months later, it came out for the PS2. And Me and my friend, I don't know if you've ever, I th- I'm, pres- I'm assuming you played it because you kind of looked a little excited. But um, Brianna, I don't know if you ever played RE4. Oh, I don't think I have
2: yeah i I just to played, but I haven't played re four either I just I love the
0: Resident yeah. Evil series, but yeah yeah well, there's this part I won't spoil just in case you all ever do because they do have remastered on the p s four but there's this part at the very beginning that scared the crap out of me and my friend, and like to this day, like I could still play, it and it doesn't get old, like I probably beat that game like twenty plus times, and I'm not even joking because there's a special weapon you can get. Um, probably it's like your second playthrough I think you get it and you literally could just go through the campaign and just mow through like all the enemies and bosses so it's you could beat the game in, like in three four hours so it oh wow um, yeah but um, that was that was one of my well that was my favorite console but I do have the N64 still to this day Um, I have GoldenEye which is the you know the most popular game ever for that system Um, and I do yeah, have yeah. the Game Boy Color as well I was playing the crap out of the Pokemon um, Blue like a year ago
1: Mm,
0: and it, that was just as fun as i remember because i didn't think you know i would enjoy it as much now as i did when i was younger because the graphics are pretty bad but it still is such a fun game and like doing like the hacks and getting like the um unlimited master balls and you know getting all like the legendary pokemon that was fun doing that over again
1: i hate that i lost my game boy so i could have tried that because i heard that was something that and that hack was old. I mean, I think I learned about that one back in like 2009. Um, <laughs> and we get unlimited. And I, I think that was a thing up until like it was like blue, red, yellow, and then yeah, sapphire. You yeah, get silver and gold. I played a lot of these. I played all pretty much all the Pokemon. Games. Like um, I'm still on the DLC for the, for Shield, so. I think they did that all the way up until probably yellow. I think that was the thing until yellow.
0: See, I played yellow. I mm. think I played gold, but then I kind of started getting out of it around. then. I did get back into it when Pokemon Go came out. I was constantly out walking around this lake that we had <laughs> in our house. And, oh my god! Wow. I got a tan. I'll tell you that I was. N- I've never been so tan in my life. And but uh, it got
1: people outside though. That it, was really did. Good. Cool it did. It did. And so yeah, was- um question that is I guess wrestling related. Um since you've been probably, you've been probably wrestling a while, um you've probably, you know, you've seen the good and the bad and the ugly, I'm sure. Um, but what are I, I guess I would be interested to know, uh trying to figure out how to phrase this question. Like, like what are what are a few things that People may not know about wrestling and kind of like the the industry and the work in, that you know goes on with wrestling. From from your opinion and from your um, perspective.
2: So I've only been around wrestling for a year and a half, or like a little over a year and a half now. I started in January of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, the I didn't really. Y'all are gonna laugh. I didn't know what wrestling was until the end of 2018, I honestly, my family, I never grew up around it, I didn't, I thought the Scorpion King, you know, I thought that's who The Rock was, (laughs) I didn't have any perspective of what wrestling actually was, Mm. Um, I'd heard of Paul Hogan and you know, like the big names, but I didn't, I didn't actually ever sit down and watch a wrestling match until 2018, Um, and so when I first discovered it, and I started watching it, I was like, man, I could do this, like this doesn't look like it's that difficult to do I'm athletic I could get in the ring I could do it blah 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 Mm -hmm. and man let me tell you right now wrestling is the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life and it's not just because of the physical because taking bumps and all of that it takes a toll on your body right Um, it's the mental and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people aren't aware of is wrestling is not just a job wrestling is not just a fun thing people do it is a lifestyle and if Mm -hmm. you're not eating right going to the gym taking proper care of yourself training um studying tape, for me meditating like putting yourself in the right mental and emotional state like it's it's dangerous i mean wrestling is dangerous by on its own right but if Mm -hmm. if you're not giving it more than a hundred percent then in like you need to be giving wrestling more than 100 percent because you are risking your life every time you get in that ring and I think that that's something that people don't realize um and like I said the mental and emotional toll like wrestling has been one of the hardest things for me mentally and emotionally with the people that I've had to deal with with getting over my own failures with um even just the mental like when you're in that ring because there's nothing like ring cardio let me tell you like cardio is one thing and then there's ring cardio which is like all the way on the other side of the spectrum you can do as much cardio as you want but as soon as you get in that ring and you start running those ropes or chaining or doing any blow up drills or or even just running a match it'll blow you up (laughs) like it will blow you up to the point of like puking if you're especially if you're not conditioned so it's it's one of those things that i'm just like um it, it messed with me mentally and emotionally to the point where there were moments where I would gonna I would sit in the shower and I would cry you know and be like how am I going to do this how am I gonna get over these mental barriers and these mental blockages that I have um, and it's made me a stronger person like it's and not just like physically stronger but mentally and emotionally stronger in how I deal with my day-to-day life because now I don't take the from people because <laughs> so I'm like uh-uh. like if I World, and right. it's really just been beneficial. And it's 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 one of those things that it's a challenge. But once you start getting to the other side of that challenge, or every time you work through one of those failures or one of those challenges, mm. you are that much stronger because of it. And it's I it's the the hardest thing and the best thing that I've ever done for myself. So
1: okay. yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm sure there's you know people. I think more probably look at you know the the physical toll it does take on your body. Um, yeah. Because you you hit the nail on the head of like you know conditioning is one thing you know you do I did conditioning back in high school I remember how grueling that was and to now look at myself as a 26 year old who still does cardio I know if I went back to doing conditioning for volleyball it would tire me out but like to I think the type of conditioning for wrestling is probably that times like 100 but then also having to deal with the mental part of that I think a lot of people don't think about you know, all doing that and trying to balance, you know, as a job and where you're gonna go in the future and, you know, am I gonna be okay in the ring? Will this be the last match I ever have? You know, will people still remember me? Will will my job value me? Um, You know, that probably takes as much mental toll as like, you know, taking any kind of bumps, you know, physically. So that's a really good point.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's also too like your relationships, your family relationships, your personal right. relationships, like, because you really give everything to wrestling and mm-hmm. um, you sacrifice a lot. It's not as bad now as it was then because we've got video calls and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like we can mm-hmm. still stay in touch with family. Um, but I know, like, for example, I was supposed to go spend Thanksgiving with my family this year and I can't because I have a show the next day. So I had to tell them, I'm sorry. Like we rescheduled, we moved stuff around, we figured it out. But Mm -hmm. I had to tell my mom, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't be there. I have an opportunity that I need to be at the next day. So it's just not gonna happen. And I'm very fortunate that my boyfriend is in wrestling with me because Mm -hmm. if he wasn't, we would never see each other. (laughs) Because we see each other in training and when we go to the gym and like if we go to the same shows, but really, and we live together, so it makes it easier. But really like if we didn't live together, and we weren't in wrestling together, I don't think I'd ever see him, just because of how much time you're in Mm -hmm. the gym, you're training, yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. so, so I have to ask about the mental toll, like, because I know you would think that the more you deal with something, the better you'll handle, but a lot of times, like, things can really break people mentally, so, like, I know you mentioned meditating, so, like, Other than meditating, like, what do you do to kind of, like, handle the stress, you know, that wrestling can mentally do for you, just so, you know, so you can, like, keep going and, you know, and all that?
2: Working out is a huge thing for me. Um, Like, in fact, I just, I just finished working out. I'm going to go work out after this call, too, because I had to finish my workout. Um, But working out is a huge mental thing for me because it really helps you get focused in the zone and it really helps you work out, um, uh, work out any of your problems that you have in the gym. Uh, the other thing I do is uh, I wake up, and most mornings, like ninety percent of the mornings, I have um, these affirmations that I have saved from like YouTube or other things. And so I literally, like, the first thing I'll do when I wake up is I'll play my affirmations. And they're confidence affirmations, they're success affirmations, they're um, affirmations for self-love, just like things like that that I just as soon as I wake up, I play them, I listen to them as I get ready, as I take my dog out. And you know, the rest of the day, I'm like, I am beautiful, damn it. (laughs) Like I am a badass. I can do this. And it really, it really helps like meditating and affirmations. Like I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of that stuff because it's your, your brain and your mental health is just as important, if not more important than your physical health. So I feel like I'd be a hypocrite if I went and worked my ass off in the gym and then came home and, you know, just, didn't take care of my my emotions and my brain <laughs> like, it's just as important
0: yeah like me personally I feel like it's more important because once when you like get scarred mentally it's hard to get rid of that like when it comes to like your physical shape you can get a little out of shape but then you can fix it and start working out and you can kind of get back to there like a lot of people not everyone can get back mentally so I understand that that's extremely important to take care of yourself there I mean like you mentioned like going out to the gym and all I like to go for walks. That's like a good mental detox for me. Um, video games, ASMR, stuff like that, like, can really help. I know wrestling is a little different. You might need to kind of be a little bit more intense. Like, I don't, I don't know if a walk would necessarily, you know, be the best mental detox. Like, may, like, working out, like you mentioned, may be a little bit, you know, better and all. But, yeah. Well, like, what would you say?
2: Walks are great. Like, I mean, honestly, like, sometimes before a, before a match – like, if I'm stressed, I will go for a walk, or I will put on meditations on my headphones and, and go for a walk, like, that helps a
1: lot, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of like your mental, you know, exercise is doing that meditation and doing what makes your brain happy and what, you know, makes you feel better. It's like working out your brain, basically, yeah.
0: Yeah, because, like, for me, like, it's not necessarily the exercise and it's being able to be out in the open and just kind of just let everything out kind of thing. If I'm doing like a whole bunch of push-ups or something like that, it doesn't really help me because I'm too busy thinking about how tired my arms are and stuff like that. So like the walks are perfect for me. But I do notice, like I hear a lot of people talk about how therapeutic like exercising is and going to the gym and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like, it's kind of two birds in one stone. You're taking care of yourself physically and mentally at the same time. And I know like, taking care of yourself physically is also very important for a wrestler and diet and then all that kind of stuff. Cause look, there's a difference between, you know, like being a football player, baseball player, than being a wrestler. Cause it seems like, you know, wrestlers take a lot more bumps and stuff like that. So, and it's, you know, the training and all is just like crazy that you all have to go through. So like kind of like another question, I'm sorry, Brianna. I'm, no, you're uh, bad.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like, What do you do, like, when it comes to, like, your workouts and diets that help you stay in wrestling shape?
2: Um, So, right now, uh, I'm currently doing this program. Um, There's this girl online, uh, Rachel – oh, God, this is Jean. I can't remember her last name. But she has a program called Bodied by Rachel. And, like, I can't fully afford a personal trainer because they're very expensive. So, I'm doing this personal training online program. And I'm really loving it because it's got – She's a little app and it's got daily, you know, daily workouts with it. She's got a ton of different meals in there. She already sets up your macros for you and gives you recipes. And so I literally just have to, I don't really have to think about it. I just have to do it. And I've already gotten in like so much better shape just doing it for the past couple months. So I'm super excited to keep doing it. And then on top of that, uh, I train three to four days a week. I wish it was more. Uh, In the ring, doing things like chaining, working on blow up drills, you know, in ring cardio, um, just running stuff. In fact, like today, uh, I'll be going and doing jump rope and then core and then in ring exercises as well. Um, But the other thing too is I'm really trying to focus on my footwork um, because we are fighters at the end of the day. So I'm also doing things like jump rope and ladder workouts and stuff like that to really get my footwork up to par so that I don't trip over myself and look like a stupid person in the ring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have, um, oh, this is my other question. So, um, say money wasn't an issue, money wasn't a problem, time wasn't a problem, what would be, like, your ideal cosplay?
2: Oh god. <laughs> uh, um this answer has never changed. It has to be War from Darksiders. I've always wanted to do a female War and I started on it. Um, nice. But I, yeah, maybe one day I'll finish it. But uh, <laughs> that's my dream cosplay because it would cost thousands of dollars and take a lot of time to do. But man, it would be it would just be so badass. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do it one day.
1: What would be the hardest part of completing it? Like what, what uh, would you think? would be the hardest part of completing.
2: He has a sword called chaos eater that is. Mm -hmm. it would be as tall as I am. And it's like, it would be like this wide and it would legit be like five, nine, like height wise. It would be really tall. Um, And I want to make it light up and it's got the sword itself is actually, it's very sculptural. It's covered in a bunch of like um, moaning and yelling faces on it. Mm -hmm. And so it would be really cool to sculpt that. And then um, in the first game you can put different, uh, I can't remember the term from, but anyways, you can basically enchant the sword with different things, and so it glows different colors, so I wanted to add that, like, on the inside, LEDs to make it glow a different color, so that would probably be the hardest part of that build, because it's huge and has electronics in it, and I would need to make it not weigh a million pounds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know you can find LEDs, though, on, like, Amazon, and they're, like, $12. Yeah. Yeah. Do with that as you will. (laughs)
2: One day, (laughs) one day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I've looked in the LED lights. They're not too too expensive. Um, I know at the um, five below they have some. I've been wanting like to put them on like my gaming shelves and stuff like that, so I could have this like really cool like le- like setup in my uh, game room. Like I have one of those like LED kind of things under the PS4 where you plug it in. It's not only as a fan to keep it you know from overheating, but it actually like lights up and it's pretty cool. But that's something that I've been wanting to do. But it would definitely look cool like with the cosplay and all that. Like you know. You would definitely have the spotlight on you everywhere you go. Yes, yeah, it would be fun. It would
2: be fun. One day.
1: <laughs> one day. Well, I hope to see it. I hope to see it one day. Me too.
0: <laughs> well, my last question for you, Um, I don't know if you have any more questions, Brianna, but um, I have only one more. So you said you got back – or you, not back in the wrestling. You said you discovered wrestling basically in 2018. How did you discover mm-hmm. it?
1: Total Devils. <laughs> <laughs> That's how a lot of people found it. That's how, like, if I talk to certain people about wrestling, they'll be like, oh, because that show with the, two, with the twins. Like, to- like that, <laughs> that show. And it's as funny as it is, it really did kind of, um, yeah. you know, give light to that world for a lot of, um, and, and, you know, for probably a lot of guys, but a lot of girls that I do talk to, like, they know wrestling from that show.
2: Yeah, yeah. it really put a, like, it put a spotlight on women's wrestling in a different way, like, because it made it more uh, accessible to the general public, and that's, I mean, because my, honestly, my friend came over to help me with my costume at the time, and she was binge watching it, and I was legit making fun of her, like, I was like, why are you watching this reality trash? What is this? And then I went through a bad breakup, and I, yeah, I was like, why are you, what, your brain, and then I was going through a bad breakup, and, like, I was just binge watching TV and there it was on my Hulu and I was like well let me just see what this is let me check it out and I couldn't stop watching it and I literally was like I was like these women are amazing <laughs> like they're like they get in the ring and they beat the crap out of each other right and then they're doing all these really cool gymnastics in the ring like they're It fi- was just like mind-blowing to me to see these women do this and I was like I need to do this like what is this and then from there I realized that it was WWE and that there's Ron Smackdown. And so I started watching Ron Smackdown on Hulu. And then I was like, oh my God, <clears throat> uh, sorry, allergies. I was like, oh my God, I really need to do this. And so I actually found a school in Austin and that's when I started training. So I actually like, I watched wrestling a little bit before I started training, but I really didn't start watching watching wrestling and discovering what wrestling really is until after I started training. So it's a weird like, it's not a normal, like, I've been watching all my life, like, no, no, it's, it's, so when people are, like, you know, how long have you been watching wrestling, and I'm, like, like, a year and a half, how long have you been training, like, a year and a half, (laughs) like, that's kind of it, it'll almost be,
0: it'll almost be two years for
2: wrestling, but, yeah. Yeah, that's funny,
0: I didn't have to ask the whole, what got you into wrestling, I was able to ask in a different way, and still get the story, like, I think that's a neat story, like, learning, like, about that like in total divas you know a lot of people don't realize how that got a lot of you know people in the wrestling whether they're actually became wrestlers or fans like I know a lot of people that I associate with on Twitter they got back into wrestling because of Total Divas and um and I know you saw yesterday Brianna like me and P always be debating over like the Bellas and all but they actually did have a big part in a lot of people getting into wrestling. So it's like I kind of like I always tease, you know, my one friend from this podcast called those wrestling girls, she's like the biggest Bella fan and they do all these outside things. Like they have total divas, total Bellas, their wine company, YouTube and all that kind of stuff. She always, um, you know, brings up the fact that WWE is more than just a wrestling company. They're entertainment. They have all these outside like projects they do. And I'm like, well, no, it's all about the wrestling and da da da. And she kind of explains these things to me. Like, you know, all these different things have a factor in people, like, getting into wrestling and stuff like that, so it's, like, I I am guilty of, you know, not looking at it that way sometimes, but, yeah, like, Total Divas, it, you know, it definitely has, it being reality show, there are a lot of people who like that stuff. I've mm. never been able to get into reality shows, but, you know, I did watch and enjoy it for a little bit, I'll be honest with you, because I thought it was cool kind of seeing, like, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah like i mean that's all i got to say about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean Total Divas was around for for a good couple of years
0: i mean out i think like 2013 or something like that
1: yeah i mean they were at least yeah i'll probably say that or or you know late 2012 or something like that so you know it had a lot of time to make a lot of impact um Mm -hmm. and the best thing ever for it was to put it on you know tv instead of like on the network or something so that you know people outside of that this world could um see it experience it and that would get them into wrestling so it is really good marketing in that that perspective um i think my last question though would be um i know that you had a previous podcast interview where um you were asked like you know who would you like to wrestle you said becky lynch um, however, let's say Becky Lynch is pregnant yes. and you're <laughs> and not able to wrestle her right now. let <laughs> <right now. laughs> just say you're not able to wrestle her right now. Who would be, you know, runner-up? God,
2: there's so many. I won't lie to you. <laughs> like, it's funny because, like, I said Becky, but there's really this, like, long list of people. Um, uh, I mean, Asuka is GOAT, so I kind of, uh, she's, like, pretty high up there, top of the list. Um, mm mm-hmm. But I also love Heel Bailey, and I would love to get in the ring with her. I think that that would be a crazy, insane learning experience.
1: Oh, and then
2: there's Io Shirai, who's just a complete nutter badass, and like I would love to get in the ring with her. And then if we're gonna go with like whoever, um, uh, Koda Wabushi would be another one, like a top one on my list, because I've been really digging a lot of New Japan lately. So there's mm-hmm. not just one. And then on the independents, there's Kylie Ray, who I would love to get in the ring with because she seems like so much fun. So I just, there's a long list. Like, I won't lie to you. Like, it's it's no longer just, like, one. It's, like, there's all these badass women. And then, of course, mm-hmm. like, if intergender is a part of it, it doesn't matter. There's a, a list of, you know, another list there. So um, if you're going to you make- don't like these,
1: you, yeah. yeah I would like to see, like, if we were going to do intergender, I would probably yeah. say you and Kenny Omega, only because oh. both like cosplay, and that would be so sick to watch on TV. <laughs> I would die. I think I would
2: actually die if I had a match with Kenny Omega. Like, if I tagged her, had a match with Kenny Omega, that would be... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, it would, it would be fun, because, like, you're saying, the cosplay stuff, but... That would be. Yeah, that would you be...
1: dig into it, and it's like you're big into it, and I could definitely see like a company, whoever that company would be, like, you know, bacon on that and just like make it that kind of match. I would watch it. I would 100% pay for it. So <laughs> that's pay- I mean, that's pay per view material right there. Hell yeah.
2: Hell Just give me a couple more years to get better at <laughs> <in> that. Because <laughs> right now, I don't think that would like. <laughs> Uh, it would be better in a couple of years. Uh, well that would be really cool.
1: possible though so it is and anything the whole, is whole possible, life.
2: keep that it's gonna happen one day. it's gonna happen one day and like maybe you know if I get in the other brand I don't, maybe they'll have an intergender match with Kushida because you know back to the future is like the best thing ever <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get that uh, trending on Twitter, you know, maybe today, because you'd be surprised you get something hot going on, on Twitter. It actually can happen in the wrestling world, because I think that's what happened with Thunder Rosa and AEW. I may be mistaken. But, but...
2: Thunder Rosa. You know, so you, that's you're not. Vert Vixen.
0: Like, we could still make this happen if it gets enough attention, you know. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll tweet about it, and we'll see where it goes. But, you oh. know. Okay but at least Kenny Omega can kind of like know who you are and it can kind of get into his head and they just keep pushing it and maybe we'll see what happens.
1: We'll keep pushing. Who knows?
2: Who knows? That would be, I would, like I said, I'd probably die. So just, uh, just write rip vert. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cause like that's the one cool thing about AEW, they do give their wrestlers some kind of freedom to wrestle on the indie. So it's not like you know it can't happen, or you could actually have a match at AEW as well. I don't have they done any intergender wrestling yet.
1: They have not. I don't don't think think they've either. I don't know why not.
0: I can see it happening because I mean, WWE done it, and if any company, you know wouldn't do it, it would be WWE, but they have, they've done it plenty of times throughout the history of the company, so AEW yeah. is the kind of rebellious company who kind of like breaks the rules and does some crazy <laughs> stuff, so I, I, they, they gotta do it sometimes.
2: Hopefully one day, right, because I, I, I love, I, I think intergender wrestling is amazing, like, I think it's, it's really cool to, uh, my, my favorite match that I've had so far, um, it, it would have to be the one where I had against my boyfriend, Prince Adam, because we literally just, I mean, he pushed me, and we beat the shit out of each other, and had a great match. <laughs> and I can't wait to run that back. But there's something so much fun about intergender wrestling. Like it's just, it's just different. Like I love wrestling women, but it's just different to have an intergender match, especially intergender tag matches. Those are fun. Those yeah, are a lot of fun.
1: Right. It's been such a taboo, I think, for so long, and like, um, I can only imagine what it's like. You know, it's one thing to watch it, but to experience it, I'm sure, is on a whole nother level.
2: It's different it's different and it's yeah we should have more intergender wrestling it should I make agree
1: make it happen yep <laughs> it, it's, it
0: still feels fresh in the wrestling world and because almost a year ago I went to a, mm-hmm. a indie event and every match was intergender and I thought it was like the coolest thing because that was the first time ever witnessing it live and it's just it's amazing seeing like the women you know, hold their own against the men, and it shows that they can do exactly what they do, so I thought it was really neat seeing it.
2: Well, wrestling is wrestling, so intergender, women versus women, man versus man is wrestling, you know, so
1: let's just wrestle, <laughs> like, have good matches. Yeah, just have a good match. That's all people really are going to remember. I mean, of course, you know, the shock factor of it all, but, um, <clears throat> Yeah. I'd
0: say let it happen. For sure. Do it. For
1: sure.
0: All right. Well, I think that wraps up our interview. You didn't have anything else, Brianna? I do not. Not
1: from the notes. Nope.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really fun. Like, I feel like majority (laughs) of the time we were talking about, like, video games or cosplay. And I like that because a lot of people get to know more about you and your person, you know, what you'd like to do personally and stuff like that. Like, because, like you said, like, you get all the you know the basic questions what got you into wrestling what are your goals you know who do you want to wrestle you know stuff like that. So i think it's fun it's mm-hmm. it, it's like, kind of like going off script and i like that
2: no for sure for sure should we should we mention uh vision pro the tournament
0: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i
2: don't know when y'all are releasing this
0: but yeah know. that um you know oh phase wrestling we are sponsoring it and i'm excited the stream it on the title match network i won't be able to go live because it's in texas which is extremely far away for it's like a probably like a 24-hour drive from where i live but i'm excited about it i'm excited to see you um wrestle there and yeah i mean i really like what thunder rosa is doing with mission pro i love you know women's wrestling and that's what they are all women's wrestling so it's giving you know women a platform to do something amazing and i can see mission pro going like really far like maybe one day they'll get a tv deal you know kind of like wow so i mean I, I think it has the potential and having um thunder rosa as you know co-owner i think that you know definitely gives it a great opportunity to get there especially because she's really like she's always been a big name on the indies but i feel like she's really exploded within the last you know few months with the whole AEW thing so i could definitely see you know that promotion going far
2: yeah, she's yeah. definitely exploded. And I can tell you the last event, the Hell, Half, No Fury event was just a bunch of bangers. And so this tournament out of Hell is, like, going to be even better.
1: <laughs> like, so if y'all
2: haven't seen it yet, well, you can watch Hell, Half, No Fury on Title Match Network. And if y'all haven't, um, you, like you said, you can watch it live on Title Match Network. But if you're in Texas and get your tickets before they
0: sell out, I think there's still tickets available. I don't know. It's I literally believe so. though.
1: I want to go to Texas now.
0: Yeah, Brianna, oh, you, you need to you need to go stream it because I watched Hell Half No Fury and I thought it was a really fun event. So um, I do know because uh, she sent out an email. I'll be able to watch it for free. I don't, I'll see if um, she'll allow Brianna to get um, a free um, subscription as well for this month if oh, you're yeah. interested in watching. I know it's going to be on Friday, so you'd miss SmackDown, but it's worth. I normally miss it. <laughs> Yeah, I saw your tweets. Late. We're like the opposite. You watch Raw and I watch SmackDown, basically. I
1: just, I'm always doing something on Friday. Like, I'm, like, Friday's normally, you know, I work throughout, like, Monday and Friday. So, like, whenever I can get, like, a, a evening where I don't have to wake up early, it's like I'm out somewhere. <laughs> or, <laughs> so I just, I'm always 8 o'clock hits and I'm like, oh, no, it's SmackDown. I guess I'll keep up with Twitter, see what's going on. But, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And work on that. I mean, yeah, there's so much wrestling; it's hard to keep up with it all, so it's understandable. So
2: much wrestling now, so much wrestling.
0: And I'm not complaining, but it feels overwhelming Uh not being able to keep up with it. And when you you know, I try to watch AEW and Impact on demand as Mm -hmm. much as I can, but I can never keep up. It is a lot. uh, Three days. But um, Vert Vixen, did you want to share any social media, your Twitch platform and all that?
2: Uh, yes, yes, yes. So you guys can find me on uh, Instagram at Vertvixen, Twitter at Vertvixen, uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash Cosplay because Vertvixen was taken. But if you look up Vertvixen, it comes up and uh, it's twitch.tv slash Vertvixen is where I stream. And I've been a little lack on the streaming because I've been training so much, but I'll be getting back up on the streaming as soon as i can here so follow me to be prepared
0: (laughs) all right everyone make sure you follow her on all the social media platforms i i do but i do not follow you on twitch i'm actually going to go do that right after this recording and then um, also make sure you all follow us on uh youtube facebook twitter instagram just search O face wrestling and we will pop up Um, Thank you so much, Bert Vixen, for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. And, of course, Brianna, thank you for joining me with this interview. It's always fun uh, when you're able to get the time to co-host with me. Mm,
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bert Vixen. I appreciate the
0: conversation. Thank you. Thank
1: you both so much.
0: You're welcome. And thank you all for tuning in to O-Face Wrestling. Um, Make sure you sub sub us, like I said, and tune in for next week's episode as well.